Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and You want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much In this 60-minute masterclass, y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Hey guys, and welcome back to the HA podcast. It's me, Danny, and I'm joined by a guest today. Many of you will have heard of her before. But her and I have not met. This is our first time chatting. I'm really excited. Um, I have basically got the flow with Chloe, Chloe Murdoch on, right? Murdoch on, yeah, I said that right? Like, you go by Chloe Catherine or people know me by Chloe. Chloe um, okay. Is it how, I was like, mm, she's flow with Chloe. 
<laughs> everyone calls even my friends call me that which is funny exactly yeah I was yeah. like that's kind of like your uh, stage name right so yeah. yeah pumped to have you on I've seen your name pop up around like on YouTube and occasionally when I chat with just like clients of mine or members of mine or just people in the community they'll they'll mention your name and so it was just like high time that I invited you on and got to know you and brought you into my circle because I want to know everyone in the space so welcome I hope they were saying positive things (laughs) yeah no definitely it's like it's generally a pretty positive community I like to I find it's nice to be in it um yeah so I'm pumped to have you on here get to know you hear your story most of my show is a mixture of like hearing recovery stories from all different perspectives so they're like all different people no no like one certain type of like oh I did all in no we have like all different stories as well as like getting experts practitioners on maybe to share about certain aspects of women's hormone health or menorrhea recovery and um you know just like me talking philosophically sometimes about things so that's what we do on the show and I'm excited to have you come and share your story today so Chloe will you please um kind of tell us a bit about who you are I know that you're a dynamic eating psychology coach a therapeutic nutrition counselor and an eating disorder recovery mentor but so like what got you into that like where does your story actually begin um so I my story I feel like began really when I was in sixth grade um I developed an autoimmune condition called vitiligo which created these white spots or white patches on my skin and I became very very self-conscious about my body because I looked different I was different than everyone else and as a sixth grader that's like that's traumatizing to a certain extent. And so I remember, you know, sitting down bench watching all of the kids play. And I remember thinking to myself at the age, like, what are you 12 in sixth grade, like a young age. And I remember thinking to myself, if my skin is perfect, my body has to be. And I didn't act upon for another couple of years But I think that that's really, truly kind of where it started was this feeling of just like, I'm different. I'm not as pretty as all of the other girls. um, And I need to change myself somehow to make me be someone who's worthy of love. And so it wasn't until ninth grade uh, when I really started getting into dieting and trying to shift and transform and change body. And my mother had an eating disorder. And it, it was a pretty quick, I feel like once I, you know, dipped into that energy debt, uh, it would be quick to escalate into a whole eating disorder. So it started out with anorexia where I was just like refusing to eat Um, but over time I found that my disorder kind of transformed and it changed. Uh, it went from anorexia to all of a sudden just orthorexia being so fixated on the cleanliness of certain foods. And I mean, if butter even got within like 10 feet of me, I would completely freak out. Um, I did 
I think literally nearly every diet on this earth, like I've been keto, I did the GAPS diet, paleo, I did medical medium, I did the pH miracle, I did uh, vegan, raw vegan, I've done everything. And it was always just trying to make myself better because Mm -hmm. I didn't think that I was good and lovable. Um, and over time also transformed into exercise addiction. So I would exercise for like six hours a day. It was pretty intense, had multiple gym memberships to like literally everywhere. The, you know, Pilates studio, the yoga, the gym, the CrossFit, the swimming pool, like everywhere. Um, and it was 11 years of me really just battling with this thing called being in my body and Mm -hmm. eating and when I was 14 I lost my period Um, and it didn't come back until I was 25 when I finally reached my breaking point of I'm done I can't do this anymore Um, and I think what really got me to make that big change was seeing all my friends just move on with their life and you know go on to get married have kids have a career do all these things and I was stuck I was completely completely stuck uh just in my thoughts and my anxiety, I was stuck in my fears. I was stuck in everything. And I finally just one day was like, I'm done. I'm totally done. This has to change. And so I did end up kind of taking, I don't like labels and I don't think anyone needs to label their journey, but if you kind of label it, I did end up taking more of like an all in approach because I literally was like, F it. Like I'm going for this. I let go of every single food rule I ever had. I really, really, really allowed myself to eat. Like I was purposely eating to gain weight so that I could get my period back. I was listening to my extreme hunger. Uh, and I completely cut out exercise for like eight months. Um, and it was just five months into my whole kind of journey of doing that, that I got my period back. But I always love to tell people that like I got way more than just my period. I think we use the period as a post of like, yes, this is what I'm working But I quickly found out in my journey and I found that all my clients out pretty quickly in this journey. This is way more than just menstruating. This is you getting your life back from diet rules and diet dogma. This is you feeling free with food. This is you connecting back to your femininity, coming back to yourself, feeling grounded, feeling confident, opening up to intimacy back in your life. So so many beautiful things happened, the whole recovery process. And from there, I knew kind of from a young age, I was going to help people through this journey. So even before I was healed, I knew that like my purpose was to get myself to a healed place so that I could help others because I know how powerful it is to have other people who have been through their journey guide you and mentor you through that whole process. And I wanted to be that for other people. So once I finally just like it clicked and I was just like, wow, everything shifted and changed. My mindset, my perspective on life, my view with my body, everything just radically changed. Uh, I ended up studying dynamic eating psychology. I studied therapeutic nutrition. I uh, studied public health with an emphasis in women's health. I really, really dived into everything I could learn about not only, yeah, what are, you know, how do I nourish myself? How do I support my metabolism? But also how do I 
heal and transform my relationship with food and my relationship with like capital L life. Um, and that's kind of my journey. Sorry, that was long-winded, uh, but that's brought me to where I am now. Where I have helped, I mean, as a woman get their period back, have babies and have just a beautiful relationship with food. So I particularly love what you had mentioned. So that's something we talk about all the time where it's like, this isn't really like, yes, it's about periods, but we care a lot more about the fact that it get it brings you your life back. Because I have a co-coach um, and in my company and we're often in our like community group calls saying, we don't actually care that much about your period. <laughs> we care a lot more about what you're getting on the other side of it. It's huge. And so I experienced that too. I got really um, passionate for similar reasons where you go down this path and you just like, oh, life is way more vibrant than I was. Oh my gosh. Totally. It's exactly that. It's like all of a sudden you were living in black and white. And now it's like the rainbow of colors is presented in front of you. That's exactly what it's like. Oh my gosh. I know. So I often say with like on my, you know, Instagram and podcast and all that, I was just living like flatlined for years. Mm -hmm. I had like zero emotion. I feel like I was a numbed out zombie and I had to be because what I was doing to my body was awful. So my body had to numb out. Um, and I thought I was fine during that time. I was like, I'm totally fine. I was also kind of a little bit of a maniac. Like I never cried. And I see that now as being Mm -hmm. like, that's not like a normal thing. Like Mm -hmm. now that I'm like, I'm a hormonal woman. Like I am like, I cry, I laugh. I'm like super excited. Then I'm super sad. And I like have learned to really love to dance with all those emotions and to see it as such a beautiful thing that has just brought my life. Like a little bit of zest. It's just fun. Yes. I, it's uh, when I first kind of got to start eating all of the different foods again, I was like, oh, it's like that saying, I, food is the spice of life. Oh, like totally. for me, it actually is. It's like adding flavor to my life at these different intervals of the day. And it's creating like the energy and the fuel and the satiation I need to be able to go and like build relationships. and move my body in a way that feels good and is not just like because I'm trying to you know solve a problem that Mm -hmm. isn't isn't real yeah it just it opens it up and one of the things I think about is how I would always watch the clock to the next meal because I was hungry I was like oh when's lunch I forgot about that yeah you're always just like it's only 11 30 I've got like half an hour I can make it yada yada but now you forget almost to eat like sometimes and you're like, oh yeah, yay. I that oh, it's yeah. one o'clock. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna eat lunch. And and, and the ability to eat, maybe you have something on in your day and you can't have lunch till like two or three, but you can handle it. It's not stressful anymore. Well, and it works the other way. Say you're hungry at 11 o'clock. You don't care that you have yes. 11 o'clock. You're like, I'm just going to eat. Like this doesn't mess up anything else in my day. I'm just going to yeah. eat. I, you know, I feel like I've numbed out it, oddly enough because I'm obviously working with people every day going through their journey and um, kind of in a way going through my own journey all the time, but I've numbed out from a lot of things. Um, and that was one of them right there is just how like yeah. mathematical my eating was with the dang clock. I, I would sit down with my food 
And I would literally look at the clock and wait for it to strike two. Like mm-hmm. it, it couldn't be, I couldn't eat at 150. I couldn't eat at 155. I had to eat at exactly two. Interesting. And yeah, it just, it rules your life, right? You can't be free when you are so tied down. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So there are definitely people listening who are like, I want that. I don't, I don't have that yet. What was it that really brought you to like, okay, how do I help get this happening for other women? Mm. If you even remember. (laughs) Yeah. So how do I help other women get to that point where they're like, I want this? Well, like what made you really want to help other women get there? Because most, like, I don't know about you, right? But I'll, I come across many women who there's like, I just need to get this problem solved. So I can move on with my life, which much, much respect, but you're kind of like me in the sense that you're like, yeah, I'm going to dedicate myself to this issue. What made that happen? I think it was the amount of pain that I felt. And then conversely, the amount of joy and elation I felt that really got me to be like, I have to help other people through this because I know that, I mean, I see it. I'm in Southern California. Oh my gosh. I can, I'm really good. Of course you cannot diagnose anyone by just looking at them, but I'm really good at telling when someone is struggling with food and body, mm-hmm. like really, yeah. really good at just pinpointing it out. I just need to see them for a couple minutes and I get it. Um, and it just, it really hurts me to see that so many women are getting caught in the same train of thought, the same diet culture myths and lies that I did. And I'm just personally, I know everyone, we have our own like journey. And yeah, some people it's like, I just need to move on. And now I want to become a lawyer and I want to be doing all those things for me. I was like, no, no, no. There are sisters out there who I can help get out of this. And again, like I said, like for me, it was so absolutely helpful to see other people uh, who had gone through my journey and who were recovered. I had a couple people in my own personal life. And then there's a couple people that I followed online that I really just kind of uh, really just resonated with. And that was like such a huge key point or part, I should say, of my own uh, recovery. And so I wanted to be that for someone else. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to do it too in like my own way, because a lot of the ways that I saw didn't necessarily all resonate with me. And I'm a couple of the people that I did follow. I found out later on that they weren't as free as they claimed. And they were always kind of trying to give some sort of diet thing associated Mm -hmm. with like, get your period back and be vegan. I was like, yeah, this just isn't resonating with me because that's not full freedom to me. So I really wanted to be a huge, just inspiration to other women out there that you can be so radiantly healthy and completely free with food. Yes. Okay. And I love that you went there because my next question was, you mentioned you know, that you had your own way and you don't really like to put labels on anything. I assume you also kind of uh, prescribe or subscribe to the idea that everyone's individual and like the the route one woman needs to take is different to the other like tell me a little bit more about you basically just started talking about it now like I want to hear more about how what you see are the challenges in the space of women trying to get their period back because now it's just this whole like community yeah. and where would you like to see it go mm. God, that's a really good question. Um, 
one, I think it's so beautiful that there are so many people out there that are really trying to spread yeah. you know, the message about getting your period back and uh, getting yourself to a healthier place. And so, you know, I'm someone who it took me a while to get out of my whole journey. And there were parts of my journey, like, I feel like my whole journey was kind of like the stock market where it was like crazy up and then crazy down, crazy up. But overall it was up and to the right. Like overall I was making progress and um, really learning a lot throughout my like 11 year journey of this. Um, And so there were moments where I was, I mean, I look at it now and it was typical quasi recovery, but I was feeling like really good. And I felt like I have this, this is good. Like, and I was trying to help other people and claimed that I knew everything. And, um, I look back at that now and I was like trying to, you know, to be brutally honest, like I was trying to do the whole, like be vegan and recover type of thing. And I was like, no, this is the way, and I can totally recover with this. Um, And so when I see people like that in the online sphere, one, there's zero judgment towards them because I get it. We're all on this journey of trying to just find this freedom Mm -hmm. for ourselves and trying to find uh, health and vitality. Now, my thoughts on this is that, you know, sure, you can potentially, maybe, although I have a good argument against this, get your period back, say, being vegan. But are you getting full freedom back? And when I look at the kind of the behaviors of my eating disorder and say me as someone who was vegan, I see that they're so similar. And I'm not trying to pick on veganism right here. That's just simply my journey. And so that's why I'm mentioning that. Mm. But like when I was vegan, I would, you know, go to the grocery store. I had to look at every single ingredient label to make sure there wasn't like butter or eggs Mm. or meat or anything like that. When I went to a a restaurant, I had to make the waitress make all these modifications to my meals. Anytime I went to a friend's house, it was always a reminder, hey, I'm vegan. Can I bring a vegan dish? Can you make sure that you don't add cheese to that? You know, X, Y, Z. And so I look at like, those were my, uh, those are my vegan behaviors. And then I look at my eating disorder behaviors, religiously checking every single ingredient label, asking the waitress to modify every single meal. They're very linked. They're the same. And so what I would love to see in this space is really more of a push towards completely letting go of diet labels. Because I find that a lot of people are still holding on to them. And now I study therapeutic nutrition. So I'm not saying nutrition doesn't matter. I'm not saying that we can't have some form of like gentle nutrition and we can't understand what's really going to help support our body and support our health. But that's not a rule. And that's not a diet. That's more yeah, I understand that eating steak and eggs and fish and veggies and fruit and great, like that's all going to be supportive for my health, but that doesn't mean don't go and have the donut. Don't go and have the chocolate cake. (laughs) Don't like feel guilty or think that it's a quote unquote treat. I don't like that as well. Um, I really try and help people just find this flow with food instead of like, let's open up to everything. Let's understand the foods that are going to be super supportive to get your period back. AKA don't be eating just Mm -hmm. like oil-free salads all day. Like you need the, you need the steak, you need the potatoes, you need the cheese, you need those things. Um, but also having complete freedom and just allowance with it all, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Like being super well-rounded because I find like there's even an HA diet 
Like, I don't think people quite realize, but there are also, there are also people who are like, this is how you should eat to get your period back. And it's just like, well, okay. And I get where a lot of them are coming from because what they're basically trying to do is get you to remove your food rules around processed foods, you know, that's like a big one, a big example that I see. And so we're so used to being on some kind of diet with some kind of rules or structure to follow that we then are like, okay, so I get, I'm going to like eat all this ice cream and get my peer back. And then like that doesn't work or it causes a flux of new problems that is uncomfortable. And so there's like, there's still not freedom there, which is so interesting for many people. It's still like, I'm, 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 I'm forcing myself to be uncomfortable in my body in able, in order to get my period back, which is so similar to forcing yourself to be uncomfortable and like hungry, restricted, overexercise. Like you're, you're, yeah. How do we stop swinging the pendulum so far in each of these directions and bring it all together into like this harmony that, that you're describing? 100% and first off like I think there will naturally there kind of has to be like the law of physics like there has to be a little bit of a swing to the other side before you can pendulum swing into the middle which is where you want to go but I think like kind of the bigger answer to your question there is really doing the bigger work which is what it sounds like you do with uh, your community. And that's what I do with mine, like really having them start to look at their relationship with nourishment, not with food, with nourishment. Nourishment can come from, you know, intimacy. Nourishment can come from nature. Nourishment can come from just relaxation. Nourishment can come from so many different uh, areas. And so a lot of us, when we're stuck in this deprivation mindset, we're completely, I mean, our whole life is the antithesis to nourishment and we've blocked it out. We don't like anything. Mm-hmm. Like the eating disorder brain is kind of weird. It flips everything around. Like we are designed as human beings to seek out pleasure and avoid pain. Well, when mm-hmm. you have an eating disorder, you are designed to seek pain and avoid pleasure. Yeah. And so we got to do the work to redefine your relationship with pleasure and diet culture has come in and said, pleasure is bad because if it's pleasurable, then it's guilty. Then you'll eat more. And if you eat more, then you'll gain weight. And it's spun this whole just negative story around pleasure. But personally, I grew up in a French household where, you know, the French culture, they view pleasure in a way different way, especially in terms of food, where it's like, no, 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 you don't eat unless it is pleasurable. Like if you're going to eat something, you do it right. You don't skip out and use like, oil free like or not oil free but like a light you know virgin yeah, olive yeah. oil like you use a good quality olive oil you actually use just real sugar not monk fruit you like you actually do it right so that it tastes good because they understand how important pleasure is to health and well-being and vitality hey do you know what your blind spots are as in Do you know what it is, what the thing is that is holding you back from getting your period back? Look, it could be an absolute plethora, cornucopia of things. But in our practice, what we tend, the first place we tend to go is what behaviors and habits do you have around food that you may be still doing? And these are called blind spots because we just don't necessarily always know that they're an unhelpful habit 
or that it's something that we're doing, whether it be a subconscious or conscious need to control our food or our body, or whether it be something that you've just done for so long that it feels normal and like a preference even. We have created a checklist. It's a three-page checklist that goes through food types, behaviors around food, and mindsets around food. And what you do is you go through the lists and you check off and you see which ones are you doing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and how are they potentially affecting your recovery today? So it's a really simple checklist. It's just three pages. You go through it. There's a very simple scoring system to help you figure out um, how much this may be impacting your recovery. And it's just an insightful thing for you to do to help you reflect and then you can journal about it or you can learn more about it and just start really working at any of the boxes that you checked and understanding that they're playing a role in your recovery so to get the checklist all you have to do is go to the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and we'll send it straight through to you you can print it off And you can check on it every now and then. I always recommend a reflection point every like four to six weeks. How are you going? Are you still checking that behavior off or have you, you know, systematically kicked it to the curb? So check it out. It's thehasociety.com forward slash blind spot and it will be waiting for you there. Everything you just said was like, I loved the whole thing. The whole thing was great. At least if you're listening, that should probably be the soundbite. Um, you should be listening, make the sound vibe that I like, it just was, I've never really been able to explain it and it like that. And I, I really appreciate it. So thank you. I think people are going to like have their hand up or their hands up and they're like, yes, that's what I want. Or that's yeah. where I'm trying to go. And I think I, that's why I love having these conversations is because we actually don't realize like there are people who will be listening and they don't realize that their, you know, their pendulum is still swinging in the other direction. And these conversations are helpful to get people to slow it down and have it land in the middle. Yeah. Cause we want you to feel comfortable in your body. We want you to yeah. feel strong. We want you to feel confident. Um, and we want you to find that balance. Like all of my clients, I tell them, I'm like, my goal isn't to have you like all of a sudden become obese and to hate your body. Like that's yeah. not my yes. goal as your recovery coach. Like my goal, excuse me, <laughs> sorry. Uh, my goal is to help you come back to just a place of balance for yourself Mm -hmm. a place that like naturally just feels good and yeah it's not going to be that suppressed body weight that you've been doing for the last past couple years but that doesn't mean swinging all the way over here like we completely when we're struggling with an eating disorder we we're really used to seeing things in this like black and white kind of uh perspective where it's like either I'm this or I'm that either I'm eating sugar all the time or I'm never eating sugar and it's like so black and white and there's no concept of just like or there's the gray area where Mm. like you sometimes have cake and you sometimes don't like it's so much more gray yeah yeah or maybe we can even put it because gray is not like very sexy. It's like gray is where the color is for some well, reason. Yeah, it's like that's the rainbow of colors. Like we're on the spectrum of black and white, but there's a rainbow mm. of colors in between. And we, for some reason, love to be bouncing on these extremes over here. Um, 
Yeah, I've, I've even noticed that uh, with some of my vegan followers, because a lot of people who used to be vegan follow me, because again, that was my whole journey. And so they really resonate with that. But I remember like when I left veganism, someone was like, oh, well, you should go carnivore now. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like the whole idea is me to stop being so extreme with my food. So I was like, I'm not just going to now completely say no to vegetables and to bread and to everything. Like, I'm just going to try eating all of it. And what's really ironic about it is that when I finally just let go of all of these diet rules and just listen to my body and just ate food that sounded good, my health just radically improved. Yeah. Magically, right? <laughs> like magically, who would have ever thought, like I spent my life either like eating plain toast because I didn't eat butter. So it would just be plain toast or putting butter in my coffee and never eating bread. <laughs> like, and I didn't realize like, or what just innately sounds good to you, toast with some butter slapped on top is going to be the better way that's more supportive for your health. Yeah. And people feel like they have to have, um, you know, this consistency, like I, I eat these things every day, but, you know, bringing things in, taking things out, is just like a very natural organic thing. I was actually having this conversation with my husband this morning who we led very different lives. Um, and so he more recently started learning about nutrition and stuff. And when, so when you first learn about that, you do get very like the Dogmatic evangelical it, yeah for yeah, sure and, for sure yeah and I like I'm so far past that that it's so interesting to like live with someone who's going through that um but he's lucky to have me because I can like bring him down Pull him back yeah yeah and so this morning he was uh we, we had bacon in the house and so he's been have we've both been having bacon um, in our breakfast for like a week and a half or something and he's just like it's probably not good that I have bacon every day huh and I was just like, I think it's good that you just like have this thing come in. And when you're finished with it, you'll probably rotate it out for something else. And it's good to have these things coming in and out and just going with the flow of it. Like, and, and he just loved that. He was like, yeah, yeah cool. So Instead of yes like, or no, good or bad. Yeah. I feel like we have really learned to not trust our bodies and to give over responsibility of our own health and nutrition to all these random people that we've never yeah. met, the, diet mm-hmm. groups, the, the books, the podcast, all of that. And yeah, sure. Maybe we can get little nuggets of wisdom from all these little places, but we always have to just take it back to our body. And when we understand that our body is always on our side and our body is always speaking to us, like if you lost your period, your body is screaming at you, honey. Like it is screaming. That is it talking to you. It's like something is really, really off right now. Um, But there's nothing to fear. So this is what I like loved about my journey was I came back into this trust with my body of like, okay, body, you've, you know, evolution has been designing you for years and years Mm -hmm. to really keep you alive, to survive this is like written within my DNA. So I need to trust that when I'm done eating the bacon, my body's going to tell me, Hey, you're done with this. 
And that happens. Like I still have yet to be able to add avocados back in. Not in like if someone slapped avocado in my meal, I don't care. But I don't buy avocados anymore because my vegan days, I was eating like three avocados a day. You're so and over so it. <laughs> my body, yeah, my body's like, no, why? No, never. <laughs> like, don't do that. Now that's not a dogmatic rule. See that I just said that like, hey, if someone gave me something and it has avocado and I'm not trying to pick this out, but it's just in general, when I go to the grocery store, I'm never like, ooh, avocados because my body kind of got its fill of that. Um, But I'm sure there's going to be a time where my body's like, oh my gosh, an avocado would be amazing with this. So it's learning to just trust that your body has your side and it will start to tell you, uh, you just have to be listening. And a lot of us, because we're living in this numbed out state and we have like disconnected from our body, well, now we have this like bad relationship with ourselves. And what's like, I don't know, maybe the top four things that you need for a good relationship. You need communication. You need quality time. You need, um, trying to think of other stuff here. You need unconditional love. Like there's all these things that you need for a good relationship. And we see that with other people, but then yet when it comes to our body and when it comes to food, we don't understand that that's like a super important relationship to be working on. And so if you're not spending time, if you're not listening for feedback, if you're not like communicating with your body, yeah, it's going to be easy to get off balance. Mm. But if you're listening, you're going to, you're going to hear when something's off. So you just have to be open to actually honoring that. So like when your body says, stop eating whole grain bread and just eat white bread, you have to honor that. I don't care what like nutritional doctor tells you that white bread is bad. If your body, every time you eat whole grain bread is like, I'm bloated, I'm fatigued. I hate this, but you eat white bread. And it's like, woohoo, this is amazing. You need to just accept that your body is wanting that. Hmm. I have a, like a quiz question for you then because I I feel like I get this a lot and what you were just talking about was um sort of relevant there are people listening who will think yeah but how do I listen I don't know how so I mean I'm sure you've heard this question how do I know if I'm actually hungry or like if I'm I don't know what the other option is honestly but there's this feeling there's this belief that you can be wrong about what it is that you want. What do you say to those people? Yeah, well, first off, when you've suppressed your appetite signals for such a long time, and when you're living in what I call a low metabolic state, or you can call it energy debt, um, you're not, and this is what's tricky about recovery, this is why it's so helpful to do it with someone, you can't necessarily listen to your hunger and fullness signals yet. And I know that's really like, And now this is hard because everyone's at a different place right now. So if you're a little bit further along on your journey, sure, hunger signals should be back and you should be able to start listening to them. If you're in the beginning of this, you've been heavily restricting like a thousand, 1,200 calories a day, right? And over-exercising. At that point, kind of how I go about that is like, we need to just systematically be continuing to increase, 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 and continuing to eat consistently throughout the day, even if you're not hungry. Now that doesn't mean stuff yourself until you feel like Thanksgiving full at every single meal, and then you feel super sick, but it means you're really going to have to push yourself to get your body out of that low metabolic state so that you can actually turn your hunger and fullness signals back on. Um, but as far as 
okay, how am I going to know if my body's telling me the right thing? It's kind of what I just said with like the period of like, your body tells you in these signs and symptoms. Are you losing your hair? How's your sleep? How are your bowel movements? How's your skin? Um, are you sick all the time? Like those things are going to be telling you whether you're in a strong, you know, in a strong state of health or whether you're in a weakened state of health. And so from there, you can kind of analyze what have I been doing? What has been feeling good? What hasn't been feeling good? How can I experiment? And I think we all need to kind of get rid of this idea of perfection with this. Um, there is no such thing as now I'm going to be a perfect eater. Like mm. life is a classroom and this is the lessons that we're going to be learning and it's a journey and you're not always going to get it right. So you can't be afraid of getting messy and dirty at times. Like, yeah, there are some times where I eat and I'm like, okay, that, that was not the right thing. Like my stomach <laughs> is not happy now. That's okay. No judgment, no judgment, no guilt, no shame. That's simply Just like a fact of something that just happened. Yeah. I'm like, cool. That just happened. Now I know that prunes don't do my stomach well, <laughs> like whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I think kind of, again, just diving deeper into this, it's slowing down. We are living in this world where it's like constantly go, 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 do, do, do. We're being human doings and not human beings. And again, it's so easy to not listen or be confused about what you're hearing from your body when you're just running around like a chicken with his head cut off and you're just like going around crazy yeah. all, day, all day, all day. Massive issue with our culture, for Huge. sure. Huge. This is outside of just eating sort of recovery. This is like our society. Mm. Uh, we really praise uh, overworking and we praise, you know, doing the hit classes seven days a yeah. week at the gym and saying yes to everyone and yeah you know really just not uh I mean if we really get to root cause of why your period's missing right it's like it's the pressure that's been put on you to to go to go 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 do 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 and we have lost touch with the fact that like that is this weird messed up like man-made thing that we that we created it's like a part of our society that's not right and so when I talk to women who are like but, you know, I'm not that stressed or like, why can that girl over there do all of these things and it doesn't affect me? Blah, blah. I'm like, no, you are that stressed. You've just normalized it. Mm. And that's such a dangerous thing to be like, look at that girl over yeah. there who's getting away with it. And I think that begs the question. She's not. <laughs> she's not first off. Yeah, she totally is not. You have no <laughs> idea what she's going through. But also, why do you want to get away with it? So you got to understand, like, what's my addiction to deprivation? What's my addiction to harming myself, to not wanting to give myself pleasure, relaxation, joy. And so really looking at analyzing that of like, mm -hmm. why am I seeking out restriction? Why is that so alluring to me? Um, yeah. Also, yeah, chances are you have a, like, you have a belief that people who rest and who say no and blah, blah, you have a judgment on them and what it means about them. And thus yourself, if you do that too. Do you know what I love about my recovered life? I work four hours a day mm -hmm. for four, maybe five days a week. Um, that's it. The rest of the time I'm living my life. Um, I 
don't exercise every single day. I've, in fact, this past week, I've been in my luteal phase and lately I've been really slowing down in my luteal phase and it's rainy and cold. It's winter. I haven't gone to the gym in like a week, week and a half. There's no, there's no feeling of, I should be going to the gym though. And so this is the beauty of learning how to step away from that toxicity and stepping into like, this is my life. I'm going to own it. I'm going to claim it for myself. I'm going to live in a way that feels good to me. I don't put that pressure on myself of you need to be working 10 hour days. No, I I need Mm -hmm. to be connected to my intuition. I need to be connected to my power and I need to put in amazing four hours of work every single day. I know myself. I tap out after four. I can't do it. I'm not myself. I think most people, if they're being most really people honest, do. If we're being real, but our culture is like you got to work eight to five. And now I, I know like, like, what are you time. doing for eight hours if you work? I just I don't, don't even. Some of my friends have eight to fives, and I'm literally just like, how do you work every day? Like I don't get it. Like haven't you finished developing the app? Like what else is there to do? Yeah. Now I know that like this is a big picture of things that need a shift. I know not everyone can just, you know, get rid of their nine to five. Not everyone. No, it's something you have to like chip away at. You got to chip away at it and you got to start realizing, like I have a bunch of clients, uh, one in particular I'm thinking of who lovely, lovely lady, but she stays like two hours after work, just finishing up stuff. I'm like, did everyone else go home? Yeah. Everyone else went home, go home. Like, why are you pushing yourself to work more and more and more and more? You got to honor this time that you have off of your work. So if you can't change your work situation right now, you better be really, really good at creating a beautiful environment for yourself outside of work. I tell my clients, I'm like, I got to get you out of New York city, like the hustle bustle of the city where everyone's moving and going and taxis are honking and all that. And I got to put you in Hawaii when you're wearing like a bikini, maybe some white linen and drinking a pina colada. Like you got to learn how to shift back into that energy state um, because that's the state of healing. And that's the state you'll get your period in, not in the stress state. Like I tried that. Trust me. It doesn't work. Yeah, don't listen to the American system of two weeks of vacation. The Australian institution of four, even four weeks that we get is like, yeah, that is made up. Like we, yeah, we need to kind of redefine it for ourselves. And it's hard work to like unwire the connection that you've made to like, this is how we do things. And this is how I was raised. And like, oh, my mom would be screaming at me if she found out I only worked four days a week. True story. Um, so well, yeah. I get it. Well, I mean, I think we're kind of told that like you're only successful, right? It's like, here's the list. If you have six pack abs, if you have a thigh gap, if you eat clean, if you drink kale juice, if you are a lawyer, if you're a doctor, and we have this kind of like, this is this ideal that we're all trying to strive for because we were told by some and it should be easy it should be easy and if if that shit doesn't come easy to you there's something wrong with you yeah exactly and so how toxic is that um and I think more and more people are really just being proof that you can be wildly successful following your passion yeah like that's how I knew I was going to be very successful at what I do is that I am so freaking dang passionate about this that I was like, there's no way I'm putting out so much energy out there. There's no way that things aren't going to be attracted back to me. And I've been able to work full-time for myself, working minimal hours, like a week doing what I love. And so it's all this stuff. Now I know we're not talking about work here, but we have to understand that this, like you said before, this isn't just about your period. 
this is everything and this is all kind of connected. And so we have to really start looking at where our self-limiting beliefs are. We have to start really Mm -hmm. looking at how we have viewed our worth and what we've deemed to be successful and good and a good life or what we deem to make us happy. And we have to start rewriting a new story. And that's the process of I don't want to call recovery because that's not what it is. It's discovery. It's discovering Hmm. who you want to be now in this world. You're not recovering back to when you're 13 years old and before you got into this whole like eating disorder mess. No, you're a woman now. You're creating your life and you have that power. And so it's all about stepping into that. I love that. HA discovery. That's freaking, I've never even thought of that time. It's fantastic. Taking it. Do it. Take it. Yeah. Take it. Thank Utilize you so it. much. It's like a great way to kind of close this out is like you were talking about. I I love how you you work with your clients. Basically, people need someone to tell them like you need to go home after work yeah. at five. Like <laughs> I love that you do that. Digging into the lifestyle factors. It's not just like hey, like let's look at your useless blood work. Um, oh my gosh, the blood work. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I knew you'd get it because we do the same thing. There's no way you wouldn't get it. Yeah, like the actual <laughs> what's blood work. No, why your period's gone? Like, yeah, we don't need that. Um, but that's exactly like what it is. Is okay. Let's comb through your life. Yes. What are you eating? How are you like treating your body and in, in through exercise? But like. W- what do you want to do with your life and why aren't you doing it? And like, what are the stories you have in your head that you have to be doing that are actually taking you away from happiness? Like people need that. So it's noble freaking work. So thank you. Well, let me put this uh, real quick, just another way too, just to wrap Mm -hmm. this kind of up. Um, Food is just a mirror into what's happening into your life. And so when we fix the life things, when we get you back into balance and living authentically, there's some clients, I don't even talk about food and mm-hmm. food figures itself out because when you reconnect to life and you reconnect to yourself and to your passions and to relationships and to, you're just opening up to like the goodness that life has to offer, trust me, food is a symbol. Like every single time we eat, we're affirming to this universe that we want to live. And so mm-hmm. when you want to live, trust me, the food naturally fixes itself. Like, yeah, of course there's some things that we can do, but I think having that bigger perspective of this is simply symbolizing something else going on, we can really get back to the root cause. And that's why it's like, it's not another meal plan. It's not another diet. That's not it. You gotta be looking at this stuff over here. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I love it. Okay. Well, if people want to learn more about how they can talk to you, work with you, be a part of your community, where would you be pointing us? Yeah, just head on over to my Instagram because there you will find me on YouTube, my uh, podcast and everything. So it's just at flow with Chloe. Uh, That's two W's in there. And yeah. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so very much. I hope you have a really great day. P.S. to everyone. Um, When she was talking about it's winter, it's cold, it's rainy. She's just like in California and this is her version of cold, but she's totally just in a boob tube. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like just chilling out on like a warm California winter day. And I think well, it's so great. <laughs> when you're healthy, you have a high body temperature. So I feel like I'm running hot all the time. For sure. It's like 40 degrees outside and raining and I am wearing a two pop. 
Um, yeah, I just, but, I love it. Because uh, a lot of my listeners are in like the uh, Europe. So they're like in the snow and I just want them to know that that's not what's happening right now. I'm in Texas, she's in California. <laughs> it's like just not that cold. Okay, thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing day and everyone else, talk to you next time. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So Temp Drop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping. But once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So temp drops accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature This includes tracking your cervical mucus, if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you want to chart for health reasons, like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction. Temp drop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the temp drop. And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code so just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code afha society i think too if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, afha society at the checkout that will work too so happy temping and good luck This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for 
anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef and my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp which is important for overall thyroid function which is often low in women with underperforming hormones so rather than eat seaweed snacks every day i get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine so if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way they ship to most countries so you should be covered just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society just HA Society at the checkout for the 10% off that's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.